The stakes are high in this one because with a win over Ohio State, Penn State and James Franklin have a chance to change the entire dynamic when it comes to college football recruiting. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That is right. You are locked on Nittany Lions. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Seiko, bringing you all things Penn State Nittany Lions. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Right now, new customers can bet just $5. And when you do, you get a $200 back in guaranteed bonus bets you got all you got to do is go to fanduel.com slash locked on to get started and also since we're talking recruiting on today's episode with a special guest brian smith the recruiting expert for locked on this episode is also brought to you by linkedin jobs these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business that's why linkedin jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. Brian, it is great to see you back because Jalen Harvey announced his commitment earlier in the week. Penn State, Ohio State, this could not necessarily turn the entire tide in favor of the recruits for Penn State, but there are a lot of guys that are down to Penn State, Ohio State that have been recruited by both. And if Penn State is able to pull off a win that, that is going to go a long way. So the first two segments are going to be devoted to just that and then Jalen Harvey's commitment and the impact of that as well in the final segment. Become an everyday or subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions, Locked On Seminoles with what Brian hosts, uh, and keep up with all the recruiting. So there are a lot of high-profile players, Brian. You know this. I know this. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, people, the, the Penn list State, is, Ohio State, man. It should be. It should the list, be. The list is extensive. Now, there are a lot of players that are committed to Ohio State, and that makes sense. Uh, and there are also a lot of in-state Ohio kids uh, as well. But play players are making the trip. There are some interesting ones. I'm not going to rattle off the entire list, but I think these are some names to know that are in attendance, uh, especially since this is a Penn State show, because no one cares about the guy. Like Aaron Nolan is, is committed. He's a very good quarterback, but... Penn State, this doesn't really affect Penn State recruiting, but when you look at the list, Amaris Williams, Chance Robinson are going to be in, in attendance. Penn State legacy, Anthony Saka, is going to be in attendance. And then these are just some high-profile names uh, included as well. Devin Sanchez, Jamie French, we know about him, one of the top receivers in 2025. Fahim Delane, Ryan Montgomery. That's a quarterback recruit in the class of 2025 that Penn State is certainly targeting. And then just some other names to keep an eye on. Marquise Davis, Carter Lowe, that's a high-profile target for Ohio State. Luca Gilbert, Eli Lee, Justin Hill, Trey McNutt, Jameer Scott, Nazir Wyatt, Elijah Melendez, Brian Lewis, Waltez Clark, and Nashawn, Nashawn Montgomery. So the list is extensive. It's only ever growing. Those first few that I mentioned, Anthony Saka, the Pennsylvania kid, Penn State legacy, right? Those guys committed down in Florida. Let's begin with Amaris Williams and Chance Robinson. For Penn State, they also recruited these guys heavily and were down to, to the wire here. Do you think this is more about seeing Ohio State, seeing Penn State, seeing both? Uh, because when you look at what the Buckeyes have to say about this, 
this is all about Morris Williams potentially flipping to Ohio State. But I think Penn State has just as much of a reason to get a final word in as the Buckeyes do. Well, Ohio State offered him later, and he's committed to Florida. Yep. But that doesn't Over mean the summer, much. Yep. Days. Uh, he's from North Carolina. He's an athlete playing defensive line, and he, he's an impact guy. So mm-hmm. every school in the country should offer. I don't know why it took Ohio State so long. Penn State was a little smarter than that. But if he doesn't like Penn State's defense, and it's certainly one of the best in the country, I'd be surprised. And here's another chance, because I don't think Ohio State's offense is anywhere near full strength. I haven't heard on an Egbuka if he's going to play, et cetera. But it should be a pretty low-scoring game, I'd imagine, because both teams, get, you know, inexperienced quarterback and some really good defenses in general. I think he's going to be impressed. But maybe Penn State does their due diligence and figures it out. Because, And mm-hmm. if they pull this upset off, I think not only the kids at the game, but there'll be kids outside of this game that are going to look at Penn State a little bit differently too. So I, I think Williams would be a great pickup for Penn State or anybody. That's a big-time defensive lineman. And Chance Robinson, uh, someone who committed to Miami That's of right. Florida, uh, Penn State. When we talked over the summer extensively, Penn State seemed like they had an outside shot at landing Robinson because he did take the visits. And this commitment to Miami of Florida almost seems a little fringe, but he has stayed committed uh, up in point into this time. But he's still taking visits. He is still taking visits. Uh, and since Ohio State, Jeremiah Smith is constantly rumored to everywhere else. But I guess when you're the best player in the country, that's do what you want. Go- <laughs> you're you're gonna you're gonna do whatever you want. You're gonna be linked everywhere as well, just for the clicks, just for the clickbait. Sure. For Chance Robinson, he's a four star, but he's a very quality four star kind of the same thing is my is Miami Florida should they be worried I mean this is someone that is in your neighborhood is Miami of Florida worried about Robinson potentially flipping to Ohio State and even Penn State there was a lot of talk about him because he had even told me right after he committed to Miami face-to-face conversation that he was still going to take visits that was this summer Mm -hmm. that's what South Florida kids do yeah there is no such thing as commitment with South Florida kids just the way it is man they all take visits Coaches hate it. There's not a darn thing they can do about it because uh, that's the most concentrated group of athletes on the planet. So he's a kid that I don't think will flip. But at the same time, if you're looking, there's a reason. So I know Ohio State's recruited him hard, and I know Penn State has as well. At this point, I wouldn't be shocked by anything. He's a good kid. And he grew up a Miami fan, so did his dad. But that doesn't mean that you're going to go to school there. That's just something you do growing up. So he's looking to make a business decision. And with his speed and size, I can see why he's a big-time player. He'd play early at Penn State. you got to keep recruiting the heck out of him. And I'm sure yeah. that Penn State is. Obviously, they have a certain running back coach pretty good at getting guys to come from Florida, too. Yeah, J1 Sider, who you're referring to. Yeah. Anthony Saka in, in the state of Pennsylvania, Penn State legacy. And he was repping the Ohio State colors on a recent social media post that Take that with a grain of salt for what it is. But it, Ohio State is hosting the game. And James sure. Laurinaitis, who played at Ohio State, played in the NFL, is recruiting Saka very heavily from what I've gathered. It, would Penn State really lose out on someone like Saka, who, yes, it should almost be almost make a beeline to Penn State? Or is it not that much of a given? I don't think it's that much of a given because he's so highly recruited. He's big time. I mean, I knew about him yeah. a long time ago. Uh, He's been to Notre Dame. He's been to Penn State. He's been to Ohio State. He's been all over the place. His recruitment is going to carry out a while just because he has so many options. I know Penn State fans don't want to hear that, but it works both directions. Sometimes Penn State tries to steal legacy from somebody else. 
that one will end next summer at the earliest. Uh, he's mm-hmm. he's a top 50 kid, big time player. Yeah. And then the last one that I think is important to highlight before we actually discuss the overall impact of this. Ryan Montgomery, 2025 quarterback out of Ohio. Penn State has seemed to narrowed its sights on a few guys, but you, you have to people don't realize how many quarterbacks are offered by every school in every single cycle. And you just got to get one. It's not about getting 10 or 20. It's about offering 50 plus and then getting the one that you've narrowed in on for Penn State. Maybe that seems like a Ryan Montgomery who for Ohio State, because I want to look at their perspective. Aaron Noland is one of the best quarterbacks in the class of 2024. And then they already have Tavian St. Clair committed in the class of 2025. Would Ryan Montgomery really be inclined to join a very, very crowded quarterback room that also is going to include most likely Devin Brown for a period of time? Maybe he transfers, maybe he doesn't. But my point is quarterback room is insanely crowded. Penn State still has not landed a quarterback commit in the class of 2025 even though we've discussed guys like Bekeem Kritza and Malik Washington is a popular name for, for the Nittany Lions. But then there's Ryan Montgomery. His brother does go to Ohio State, but I, Penn State is still recruiting him hard. And my sources say that don't rule out Montgomery just because he's got some Ohio State connections. Penn State really likes him. Well, if that's the guy that you want, then go after him. I mean, it's mm-hmm. at least a chance to impress, by the way. And we're early in the 25 cycle. There's a long way to go. You're going to start narrowing in. And part of it's just osmosis, man. They're going to see these games. Penn State, for whatever reason, struggles to get over the hump against Ohio State. But they've had more talent here lately. This is their chance to make hay for this year and on down the line. This game is huge for Penn State recruiting, getting guys like that to take a look at them. We're going to talk about the overall impact of the game in the upcoming segment. Plus, Jalen Harvey finally announces his commitment. We will wrap up with that. Brian Smith joining us on the show to talk all things recruiting. And like Brian Smith being an expert with recruiting, LinkedIn Jobs is an expert in recruiting as well. And they are sponsoring today's episode. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the best qualified candidates available. Why well, you gotta check out LinkedIn Jobs? LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is easy to post a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Then all you gotta do is add your job and the purple hiring frame to let people know that you are in fact hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills, just the right experience, so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one at delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That is linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And also sponsoring today's episode is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Now's the time to sign up for FanDuel because new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. That is right. Win or lose, you're getting bets back. You're getting those bonus bets back. $200 is yours. And you can bet on everything at FanDuel. Player props, spreads, money lines, totals, you name it. You can find it. Bet it on FanDuel. Penn State, Ohio State, the the spread has taken a major shift. Seven points from when it opened. It was at 11 and a half. 
now all the way down to four and a half. And that total keeps on moving. It started out at 54. It went to 46. It's back the way up to 45. Brian mentioned that it was going to be a low scoring game. If you like any of those lines, all you got to go to, all you got to do is go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That is fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Fanduel, America's number one sports book, also official partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And the Locked On Podcast Network amps up college football coverage every single Friday starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live previewing the entire slate of games, college football playoff implications with the host only Locked On can't provide and that analysis that is Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern time across all the Locked On College YouTube channels. And then you can listen to it back wherever you get your podcast for your favorite college team. Both Brian and I have been guests on the show. Let's go back to Penn State and the extensive guest list. Well, it is very long, right? It, that's, why, that's why it's called extensive for Penn State and, and Ohio State. This can really shift recruiting because you've discussed this quite a bit, Brian. You made this point when I've asked you about it. Penn State might might not necessarily flip all of the mutual targets or even guys that uh, are high profile, but they start to jump in the conversation because this went from, oh, Penn State is third in the Big Ten, their little brother, and with Oregon, USC, Washington, UCLA, who knows what's going to happen to the hierarchy of the Big Ten, but it's certainly not Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. If Penn State wins this game on the road in Columbus, like you mentioned, and I completely agree with this, that there are a lot of people that are going to say, oh, Penn State is back. And that's the true impact of recruiting here. You have to win this game. Everyone is saying, well, Michigan's more important because they're the team that went to the college football playoff the past two years. They've beaten Ohio State two years in a row. The, the top dog is the Wolverines. I say this game is more important. You can afford to lose to Michigan. It is at home. But you can afford that game. I'm not saying you want to win both. I'm not trying to say. But if you had to pick one or the other to go to the shoe yeah. in front of all these recruits and beat Ohio State for the first time in what, what is going on seven years, you've lost the last six games, that is the impact of recruiting. And then recruits will look around and say, okay, Penn State, they were a fringe top five candidate, but now I got to move them up because they're back. If Penn State can do it, they will get some kids to look at them that may not have before. And it's not mm -hmm. only seniors, too. It's underclassmen. Yeah, that's what this I mean. Will the have, future. Yep. Oh, yeah. The ripple effect will go into 25, 6, and 7. So that's important. Winning in Columbus, you know, Michigan's done it. But how many other teams have really won there in the last 10 years? They only lost like three or four games yep. at home. And there's a reason. They're good. That place is loud. It's nuts. They got tradition. Yep. So yeah, it's a big game. I don't, I don't know who's going to win. I think it'll be a very close contest. But at the same time, this is your chance, man. At some point, you got to get over the top, right? You just yeah. find a way to do it. I don't care if it's you win nine to three. You got to find a way to win. 
And if they do, some of those kids, I bet you end up visiting Penn State for the years over too. And with the Michigan game looming, I mean, that list might. So in, in order to, I, I want to, I, we bring up FanDuel, so I'll compare this to a parlay. But in order to win your parlay, you have to win your other legs. This is one of your other legs. This is essentially a two-game parlay. You don't care about Michigan in terms of recruiting. You do. You get my point, though. But like you said, there's a step A and a step B. You got to win the game against Ohio State to get their attention, and then you solidify it in the game against Michigan. Regardless of the result, you now have the attention, and those players will be on the sideline for that game. Penn State loses this. I'm not, don't get me wrong. I think players will still attend the Michigan game and consider Penn State and James Franklin. It's not going to all boil down to one game itself. For some recruits, it might. They might be down to Penn State, Ohio State, and thinking internally, okay, if whoever wins this game, that's who I'm going to pick, or whoever wins this game is going to take the lead in my recruitment. That happens from time to time. But like I said, if you can beat Ohio State and basically parlay that into Michigan, that's the plan. The same impact does not happen. You lose the game against Ohio State. Everyone looks at it and it's like, well, same old Penn State status quo. James Franklin is little brother. Uh, James Franklin and Penn State are the little brother in the Big Ten Conference to Ohio State and Michigan. And they're going to stay the little brother in terms of my recruiting when I bring those other schools into the conversation. Yeah, I'm not really sure how else to put it. You put it pretty good right there. If Penn State gets over the hump, you can get rid of some of that ridicule. But, I mean, they've lost six in a row. I get it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people have picked on them because they lost a bunch. And it's hard to beat Michigan, too. They're obviously very, very good. But how does that change perception long-term, especially with recruiting? You can just point to the scorebook. Look, you know Franklin and those guys are going to be on the phone if they win this game. Yeah. Why would you not? Yeah. Um, matter of fact, I imagine they might get some text messages going out the night of if they mm-hmm. win that game. Pictures, the whole nine yards. Can you imagine what Instagram will be like for Penn State if they win at the shoe? So, yeah, I, everything you said is on the money, man. I I, I think Penn State, the, the pressure's on them to win this more in Ohio State, in my opinion, because it's just been so long. But, again, on the other side of that, if they do, the re, you reap the rewards. Yep. You reap what you sow here. And, Brian, great minds think alike because my final question in this segment was, or the final topic anyway, was about the pressure. And you mentioned it. Penn State, it, between this being described as a legacy game for James Franklin, you have a six-year losing streak to break. There are a lot of commits that are already leaning Ohio State, whether they've done so in the past decade and currently in the present that Penn State has to fight back to work for to get that advantage to gain some ground. And Ohio State is at home. Penn State's coming in here with a lot weighing, a lot resting on what this result could be. And James Franklin and his coaching staff have made a lot of changes, but last time they've gone out to the horseshoe, especially I think of 2017, those games linger for Penn State, for better or for worse. The good ones doing the bad ones too as well. Penn State was up by double digits in the fourth quarter in that game and ended up losing 39 to 38. That would be, I think, the worst. Now, getting blown out is not an option. But if you lose another game where Ohio State is down, trailing, and then they make an improbable comeback and Penn State loses that way, that one's going to make you sick. That that really is. So I, I agree with you, and I was going to bring it up next if you didn't. So you beat me to the punch, and I'm glad you did. But there is a lot of pressure on Penn State from not only a a legacy situation, but the aspirations, the goals for getting into the college football playoff, and then the recruiting implications for not really 2024. Yes, 2024 for a few names, but this cycle is getting wrapped up. This is about 2025, 26, and beyond. 
if they lose this game, I don't think it'll be like the end of the world because they've done a great job in recruiting. Let me be very yep. clear. Yep. You win still with relationships and recruiting. That's not going away. But it's just either easier to build relationships when you go to the shoe and win. You know, like Ohio State just has more cachet on the recruiting trail right now because of what they've done to get to the playoffs. It's that simple. They won the 2014 playoffs, and they've been back several times since. They're putting guys in the NFL, and they play an exciting brand. People love that stuff in the recruiting world. So I'm sure Penn State wants a piece of that, and this is their chance to show that they can do it too. I'm curious to see, on a side note, how much do they allow Drew to throw down the field because they're like 118th in explosive plays or whatever. I, I mean, if they don't throw down the field something against the highest state, they're not going to win. They're not going to just inch their way down the field. So Lord yep. only knows he's got the arm strength, but uh, that's going to be a big part of this game too. We got one more segment to discuss Jalen Harvey in depth. I do have an episode devoted to it. You can check it out. I'll link it in the description and uh, go watch that back just for some more analysis. But Brian and I, since we've discussed it so much, we're going to discuss it here. I think, I think we deserve that, especially since we got it right. We were expecting him to commit to Penn State. And he did, but the recruitment's going to go. A USC in Maryland's not going to give up. Let's take a break here and hear from another one of our sponsors, and that is Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good and feel good. Simple as that. Bird Dogs have the stretched khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you that truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts, too, that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get that way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice that all-important movement. Bird Dogs also uses an anti-stink sweating wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I got a couple pairs myself of Bird Dog shorts, and then I couldn't resist. I got a couple others, and then I got a couple more, and... I, I got to say, they live up to the billing. I enjoy them, and you will enjoy them, too. And they're throwing in a special offer here. When you go to birddogs.com slash college, and you get a free water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash college for a free water bottle with your order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. And in this final segment of Locked On Nittany Lions, Jalen Harvey commits to the class of 2024. Penn State getting its 25th commit four-star edge defender. So now you add that second defensive end to go with Malachi Williams, Deion Barnes, master class of recruiting in his first full season as the head defensive line coach. And to show for it, he's got six defensive linemen in total, four in the interior, two on two on the outside, rushing the passer. But Jalen Harvey to finally commit, Chop Robinson was involved in this because he went to Quincy Orchard and that's where Jalen Harvey is. And now Jalen Harvey is also getting in on recruiting as well to try to flip some other players. So it there is no love lost here. It's all fair in love and war and recruiting in this case because the second Harvey commits to Penn State, he's starting to recruit, recruit guys that are already committed to USC and flip them to Penn State. So this seems, I don't think USC and Maryland will give up. He's the hometown kid at Maryland. They wanted to go all in, and I think they will. USC coming to the Big Ten almost has to make another splash on the East Coast to say, hey, we're legitimate. And they're a little lacking in, in the rankings. Penn State's currently fourth in the Big Ten. Oregon's out in front in terms of those Pac-12 newcomers. So USC has a lot to lose here as well. But I, I don't think they're going to give up. I like Penn State to keep Harvey and actually sign him on signing day in December. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be over. But I like it's a good sign that Harvey is already recruiting with 
almost two months to go here, a little less than two months, recruiting guys to Penn State to join him, which is a good sign. He's not staying silent. That is a fantastic sign for all Nittany Lions mm -hmm. fans and supporters. It's an old saying, but it's one that I love. Don't go by what a young man says, but what he does. If he's going out and trying to help James Franklin and his coaching staff, what's that tell you? You know, he could have he could have picked SC or Maryland and be doing the same thing for the Terps or for the Trojans. Yeah, that's a good sign. And they need defensive linemen to kind of help restock what they're probably going to lose after this year next. So they're doing a good job there. This is good all around for the Penn State Nittany Lions. They have the nine Dennis Sutton. They have Zariah Fisher and me and Vanover. But like you said, it does kind of relax a little bit because Chop Robinson and Adisa Isaac, your two top pass rushers, defensive ends, are going to go into the NFL draft. Chop Robinson, I think, should be the first pass rusher selected, but that's my personal opinion. And then Adisa Isaac has played his way back from that injury and, and proven that he should be a day two pick as well. So Penn State proving, uh, despite the changes at the defensive line coach, that there is no impact loss. Deion Barnes is bringing that as well. And they were able, it was a, it took a year. It took a year and patience is key in this case, but I think, I think it will pay off because Penn state definitely needed another defensive end and, and they got their top target. This wasn't somebody that was really low on their big board, Brian, him and Malachi Williams were a one a and one B yes. They wanted to land the likes of Quentin Martin. That was certainly their top commitment. But when the big board readjusted, those two were always in the top five at a minimum and then moved up into the top three and became priority recruits after they got just a couple of other guys. So it's not like they were, well, bottom 20, uh, these guys, we need to just do this to fill out a class. Uh, both of them, Malachi Williams and Jalen Harvey, were priority recruits on defense for Penn State. That's awesome, man. Um, when you start getting to the point, like Chop's a special player. Yep. You brought him up for a good reason. He's going to be on display, and it's one of the reasons they probably have so many guys committed on the D-line. It's easy to sell when you've got a guy like that on your D-line. Not that, hey, they got a lot of guys, yeah. but he's the one to me that stands out the most, kind of like you said. Yeah. This is when recruiting rolls downhill. You get guys like that that are playing well. You're on national TV. You've got, I don't know exactly what it is, but I want to say Penn State is number two pass defense, number one, depending on the metric. Number, number, number one pass defense, yep. And those kind of things matter, man. You're going to be able to, like Harvey committed, and we thought that he would, but this gives you a chance putting this class, putting this defense on the field for that 25 and for that 26 class, they can get out and get ahead. And that's the game right now in recruiting is getting ahead by January, February. You're, you've got a third or more of your class committed. It's crazy because when I was growing up, that didn't happen at all. Kids were lucky to have offers at that point. It's just completely changed. This is very important for them. And they're making they're making hay it, at a position like D line changes games. Mm -hmm. Let's just use that as an example. This is very big for Penn State. And you mentioned this is a defensive game. Let's bring it full circle for Penn State and Ohio 100%. State. Chop Robinson, Adisa Isaac, Deny Dennis Sutton, any of those guys in the interior, Zane Durant, Devon Elise are going to have to make plays, especially in a low scoring type of game. And Ohio State's offense may not be one hundred percent, but still very respectable and the best offense that Penn State has played to this point. Defensive line's got to stand out, and Deion Barnes uh, showing that the future the future of the defensive line believes in Deion Barnes and what they're doing and, and the program. So, Brian, I appreciate you coming, believing in this show. Come back onto the show <laughs> to talk all things recruiting. Appreciate the time. Subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lines, Locked On Seminoles, the show that Brian hosts, and can't wait to have you back on. As recruit, it's it, recruiting season is back with uh, signing day looming in mid December. 
Absolutely, man. We're we're back into my time again. Once we hit November 1st, it's full on, but we're getting close.